This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. There is currently a proposal to turn Fraser's Hill into a state park and to brand around 83,000 hectares of land as the quote-unquote Fraser's Hill Forest Complex. So this might sound like a great idea, further increasing the protection of the area, but there are some concerns about this proposal. So today on the show, I'm joined by Nick Jasmine Hughes. She's the chairperson of Pesatuan Alam dan Warisan Bukit Fraser. Also with us today, Sean Yap, the vice chairperson of Port BF. We're going to talk about, you know, what are these sort of what are these plans uh, in place and what's actually happening uh, up in Fraser's Hill again? Welcome both of you. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back. Uh, hello, I'm good too. <laughs> Lovely to have you both back in the studio. Gosh, the last time we caught up was I think pandemic time, right? Uh, in the studio, that is, of course, right? Yeah. When we were talking about all those developments happening up there. But uh, Jasmine, you know, the last time we caught up individually was um, we were talking about the Raup Draft uh, District Local Plan 2035, right? You were outlining some of the uh, the good things, but also the concerns about that, right? Uh, how yeah. are any developments there that you want to bring up? Well, we had uh, our chance to present our concerns so that has happened and since then we've not heard anything back so we hope we really really hope that they take our concerns into um, further discussion but other than that I think I don't know whether it was actually mentioned clearly that actually there were certain things in the RTD that were good you know yes, of course I yes. think we spoke about that as we well did, we did. yeah and the more I think about it I think that um, you know our our campaign previously with the 15-storey development and all that actually did have an effect on how people think about the hill. I think a lot of people had had looked into Fraser's Hill. We also have seen a lot of visitors up on the hill who had left the place for like many, many years. So when they come up and they say, oh, this place has changed so much... Um, so we tell them, yeah, a lot has changed. A lot of them will say, like, you know, we used to have lots of flowers up up in Fraser's Hill. It used to be better this way, that way or the other. Um, so, you know, it's good in a sense that people are now looking at Fraser's Hill and like thinking, oh, perhaps it could be better because it's been neglected for so long, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so so a lot of eyes are on Fraser's Hill and a lot of ideas have come up. Even Zaid, Dato' Zaid Ibrahim had came out with a video to say what he thinks Fraser's Hill should be. Uh, yeah, a lot of important people are who's probably, you know, holidays used to be Fraser's Hill back then. Yeah, because it just sort of sparked this sort of nostalgic feel, isn't it? I think like a lot of and for me of course it wasn't it was because of you guys that I actually made the trip up to uh, <laughs> Fraser's uh, back in 2020 and what a lovely place right? I completely fell in love with it um, and but yeah it sparked it's renewed uh, or sparked some I guess renewed interest in the area as well right and there's a lot of uh, and I think that also kind of brings us to what we're going to be talking about a bit later about this these plans turn into a state park I just also want to quickly remind our listeners that both Sean and Jasmine are you know aside from being part of Pesatuan Alam Nawari Sampukit Fraser you guys are of course long term residents there, right? Especially Sean, right? I think yes, you've uh, yes. spent pretty much your whole life there. I mean, you did come back. I, I mean, can you just remind us about uh, your relationship um, with Fraser's Hill? I, I was I was born and raised in Fraser's Hill. So um, once we finish primary school, I have to further my studies in secondary. So I spent my secondary life, my uni, my working life, uh, most of the time in, in the city, of course. But uh, going back and forth to Fraser's Hill, it's a normal thing for me. So mm-hmm. I, I usually goes back there over the weekend to help my parents. So um, for the past um, six long years, uh, I've been uh, 
settling down and in Fraser's Hill. So yeah, no, so right now my life is is in Fraser's Hill. It's in Fraser's Hill, right? I was I was telling uh, Sean uh, I I was in <coughs> Fraser's earlier this year, and I actually I couldn't stop to say hi, but I saw him, you know, kutip sampa on along the road. You know, this is the kind <laughs> this is the kind of things that he's doing uh, to keep Fraser's Hill, uh, you know, alive and beautiful. And the both of you, you know, are organizing a lot of events, you know, through the Persatuan, of course, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, walks, things like that. You yeah, know, yeah. just yeah, tell us yeah. what you know. So, yeah, so since I think the pandemic was a good breather to rethink about how we could, you know, what we could do on the hill. So since the pandemic, we've started a lot of things because we work alongside our initial organisation, which is FH Events. So before there was Pesato Alam Dawarisan Bukit Fraser, we actually registered this social enterprise called FH Events with the idea of doing events on the hill and activities on the hill. So, but that got pushed back because of the pandemic and all that. So we've got to rethink. So we just started off by doing uh, the Fraser Seal Story Walk. We now have uh, bird watching for beginners because people always wonder what the bird watchers do when they bring the cameras out and all that, right? For so sure. you want to know what they're doing, you can book us, which is uh, bird watching for beginners. Yeah. So uh-huh. that is both are actually like half day uh, activities. So it's a pre-book thing. You got a pre-book so that we can actually arrange everything. But there's also barbecue at the glass house. So there's a lot of activities going on now. We've got Marie Vachita de Bukit Fraser monthly and anybody can come for that one. That one's completely free mm-hmm. and it's the only place or the only event on the hill right now where you can actually mingle with the locals. Because <laughs> otherwise you'd be served by them or like you know in a different capacity you're not friends friends yeah, yeah, but yeah. at Mari Batrita you're literally sitting down at a campfire with them and like you can ask them questions they'll tell you stories about the hill or you can tell us about your stories about the hill or any other stories whatsoever okay, yeah okay. so a lot of things like that going on from our side mm-hmm. but we never stop like working documenting studying lobbying you know those kind of work continues up till today. We just finished, um, or oh, we recently had a lovely intern <laughs> uh-huh. who's was supposed to be a volunteer but ended up being an intern because I thought he deserved it. He stayed for a month. He <laughs> stayed for a month. A volunteer that stayed for a month after his SPM. Mm-hmm. Um, we told him that maybe it's not a good idea because we don't have other volunteers at that time, but he wanted to still do it on his own. Uh-huh. So he, he ended up doing a lot of the things that we had um, backlogged. So he helped us tag, because every year we do this report, the soil erosion and landslides report, mm-hmm. where we tag every landslide and we actually send a report to the um, authorities, like all of them. And then this year he's done that for us. But instead of that, he's now moved on to tagging uh, poles, electrical poles that, you know, have seen that required attention, attention? Okay. obviously, potholes, abandoned buildings, <laughs> and whatever that requires attention in the trail. So he's done that for for us for for the past month. Okay. And then he's just finished because um, he finished when SPM results came out. I see. Yeah, so... There's so many things, right? There's so many small things happening there that, you know, need attention. And, you know, um, you guys are doing so much work. But, yeah, these small, small things. And then, you know, when visitors come, they're like, oh, okay, look, it's all derelict la or whatever, right? So it really helps having these sorts of volunteers and these sorts of works being done, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I guess it is it, it, um, sort of... Uh, I would say it sort of is is our burden, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We've been doing uh, litter collect 
collection. It's like I, I, I <laughs> to be frank, I, I never. I always question why, why do I need to do this? Why do I still need to do this? <laughs> I can't be doing this all the time you know, just to clean up somebody else's uh, rubbish. I think yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so uh, having having uh, our volunteer is is uh, so much, uh, so much. <laughs> it helps us so much. Yeah, such a blessing. Uh, so much more. We yeah. have had so many volunteers actually. Well, interesting volunteers. Some people <clears throat> volunteer their skills, you know, or expertise. Some people come and say they just want to collect rubbish. And then some yeah. people, uh, we've had kids who came to tag. Again, it's the tagging thing because we do a lot of tagging, right? So uh, this group of kids came up to tag, but they, they were city kids, right? Instead of going down, walking, tagging, they were in their car. <laughs> <laughs> they were they they were in, they were in their car and they, and the windows are always up because <laughs> yeah. they are so afraid of the um, <coughs> insects flying in. Oh so no. they were they were practically tagging in the car. <laughs> no, but it's good because then you know we are also getting city kids coming up to to you know basically help us with all this yet at the same time experience something else. Mm. Yeah. I suppose right. So yeah, a lot we do a lot of things like quietly maybe because people only see the little picking so they don't see the like tagging <laughs> they don't see the writing reports like lots and lots of reports they don't see all this right yeah. so by all that but that's also something that you've been doing, right? Fostering these relationships with the authorities. I mean, there's several different... I mean, there's the state, of course. There's the local district. Uh, there's so many different sort of like uh, agencies and, and, and groups that you guys work with. And also the NGO sides as well, right? So there's universities working there. There's NGOs and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's 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 quite good that, that again, I say people suddenly realise, oh, there's phrases here, right? And so they come up and like share certain things or want to do certain things. So we work together. Um, like UPM, right now and they're working with us actually the MBA students are working with us okay. um, they are volunteering to it's actually for their assignment but at the same time it's going to benefit us because they are actually studying on how to brand Fraser's Hill Okay. And they're also working on, because um, last year we did this survey on the shortage of workers up in Fraser City. We've got, that's a huge problem, shortage of workers. So they are also looking into that. And they're also looking into how um, poor BF can be sustainable. Because, <laughs> see, the thing is, um, yeah, we like to be independent in the sense that, you know, it, it's nicer to... To be independent anyway, but it's not that we, we don't want corporate sponsors. We do want corporate sponsors or we do want to find people who like to fund us. But uh, it's also nice to be sustainable. So they're looking into that, you know, okay. into volunteer, uh, volunteerism. Okay. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it properly. Volunteerism, yes, yes, you know, you've got it right. Okay, yeah. so, but yeah, I mean, that is important, right? Because, I mean, how, how long can you keep doing this in that sense? And, you know, when you guys also want to do other things, like, I mean, we're talking about succession plans and yes. things like that, right? Yeah. yeah, and of course, I mean, the reason I bring this up is just to show that you guys really, really love, of course, Fraser's Hill, right? I mean, it's it's your home, right? Yeah, you grew, grew up, up there. there. Yeah, yeah. Grew you up. went to school together as primary yeah. kids, right? Yeah. If I remember that story correctly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Let's just go for a quick break, guys. When we come back, <clears> let's talk more about these plans uh, to turn Fraser's into a state park. Uh, in the studio with me today, Nick, Jasmine, Hugh and Sean Yap. Uh, they are the chairperson and vice chairperson, respectively, of Persatuan Alam Danwarisan Bukit Fraser, or Paul BF. We're talking about what well, we've been talking about Fraser's Hill, but now after this break, we're going to come back and talk about these plans, uh, why it might be a good idea, why it might not be such a great idea, or what some concerns, or what are some of the concerns about this proposal to turn it into a state park. We'll have that after this quick break. Keep it right here on Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Uh, with me today are Nick Jasmine, Hugh and Sean Yap. Uh, Jasmine is the Chairperson of Persatuan Alam dan Warisan Bukit Fraser or PORBF and Sean is the Vice Chairperson. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a you know 101 again on Fraser's Hill and why it's so awesome and why you should go and visit it very soon. But more importantly, um, there are some proposals actually to turn Fraser's Hill into a state park uh, and, roughly, and to brand about roughly 83,000 hectares of land as the quote-unquote Fraser's Hill Forest Complex. So I don't think there's a lot of news out there about this, right? So it's still sort of percolating. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been the pipeworks, I think, for um, quite a while now. It was initiated by WWF, um, and yeah, the talks have been going on for 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 a few years. It's just that now it feels like it's real and it will be happening, and we feel that there's a need to actually talk about you know the impact of of you know of this whole thing if it were to come through. It's really, a, I would say, it's an interesting time. Mm-hmm. You know, Fraser's Hill, because as we mentioned earlier, had been neglected for so long, suddenly all eyes are on Fraser's Hill again. But what or how to decide for it is is very important okay. because I think we've seen over the years like the kind of impacts we get when a certain decisions made for the hill. For example, when they decided that, you know, it no longer um, should have uh, uh, two schools, you know, mm-hmm. create another school, for example. So uh, when you created the third school, it divided the people. Because okay. previously you only have the Chinese school and the Tamil school. And then when they decided to build another school instead of building a sekolah menengah where everybody can continue to go to school in, they built a sekolah, another sekolah rendah, which is a kebangsaan school. So now you've divided everybody into three racial pockets, technically. Yeah, yeah. So decisions like that cost the hill quite a bit. Um, decision like building a new road. Mm. <laughs> building the new road obviously had killed um, gap. You yeah. know, if you knew Gap, if you've been to Fraser's Hill before, Gap was the midway before you get to Fraser's Hill. Uh, it was thriving because people stopped because they had no choice <laughs> because they had to wait for the gate to open before they can go up this one-way road. So you got this system where, you know, one way to go up, one way to come down. And that died because you got new road. So people now can literally just go up and go back down, yeah. go up and go back down. Yeah. So, yeah, important decisions must be thought through okay. properly. So would you would I be right in saying that there was very little sort of stakeholder engagement when these decisions were made? Would, would, would I be right in saying that? Back then, yeah. Back then, <clears throat> not many consultations were, were made. Also up till, up till we came about. I think people were always looking at the locals as just people living there. They don't really engage them. Also... Maybe because people are not educated enough to understand a lot of things, right? For example, when they decided, uh, what, 12, 13 years ago, when they decided to close Puncha in shops. Mm. You know, we used to have High Street in Puncha Inn. There was uh, Sean Yap's uh, father's shop, uh, parent's shop was the first shop, Hillview. And the second shop was a souvenir shop. And then there was the laundry and then there was the mini market and uh, two other restaurants. When they decided to move this, they were only given one week's notice No, my goodness. to leave. Yeah, so that's the kind of respect they had for the local back then. Lah. And how long ago was this, roughly? This was 12, 13 years ago. Uh, oh, not that. Back not that in uh, t- 2008. Uh, yeah, 2008. 2008. About 15 years ago, yeah, which mm. is not... Which is not that far away, yeah. Not that long ago. So we we are. That's the whole purpose 
of POBF, you see, because uh, people are not educated. These are service industry people you're talking about. You're mm. talking about people who are gardeners. You're talking about small businesses. You're talking about people who didn't have the kind of education us third generation have sure. because we've gone and left the hill and learned a lot more. Um, so they don't question very much and people don't give weight to what they have to say. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's why true. we come that's about. Yeah, <laughs> because no, I'm really we, sorry to hear that. That's awful, Sean. I'm so sorry. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but this was in the past. So yes. we just don't want, we don't want history to repeat itself, true. obviously. Um, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, I guess you know that's of course why you know there might be sl- um, some concerns on your part about uh, you know this whole plan for a state uh, to to turn Fraser Hill into a state park. Can you be? Um, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, stakeholder engagement that's been happening just yet. Maybe not. But can you roughly sort of tell us what the plan is at the moment with this eighty three thousand hectares? Is it just Fraser's Hill? Is it uh, you know adjoining areas as well? What uh, can you vaguely tell us? What's what's uh, what's up? Yeah. Okay. So. 83,000 hectares include, um, it's actually a really huge forest complex and they call it the Fraser's Hill Forest Complex. I think uh, the name Fraser's Hill was used because obviously the name Fraser's Hill has weight, right? right yeah. So it's used to actually uh, classify this area to be state park. So the question is, uh, it yes, it includes other areas that is not Fraser's Hill. Uh, it includes uh, Latalambe, which is the Orang Asli uh, area as well. Um, so the question is not just Fraser's Hill per se when we talk about state, this particular forest complex or state park. So that's why the issue is not straightforward, right? Mm. Because you are including like a, a lot of area. Obviously, the, the idea of a state park is like good news because mm. with it may come great laws, we hope, <laughs> right? And protections. To, protection and, and like all that, that. Right? yeah. And that should be it. If it is a state park, it, the first thing that should come to mind is the protection. And, you know, things like ecotourism should be the byproduct of protection. And, you know, we don't have much examples of this in Malaysia except for maybe Perak right now because, uh, or Sabah Sarawak lah, because they've... they've um, like Royal Belum and all yeah. you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like Belum um, and... The whole of Taman Negeri, okay, there, there are several areas, right, I believe, of, of this state park, have got um, rules to say that uh, it is important to protect. So from my reading, so far there's not much. You see, it's all, it's all in proposal stage, right? Mm-hmm. It's all in the, on the drawing board. So we don't know for sure exactly how it's going to be. But before we get there, it's good to actually reflect about how it's going to be or how it could be. Um, what worked and what didn't work. For example, now Pahang already has, has got a, a state park. It's uh, Taman Negeri Rompin. Mm-hmm. So Taman Negeri Rompin had been a state park since 2000. So we've got to look at that, you know, what worked for that, what didn't work because that's the same state. So Pera is a different state, but it doesn't mean that we don't look that way. Of course, we look there and, and speak to Mr. Shareza and find out about, you know, how how it's like for him and how do they do it. But from the the understanding that we get when we study this is that state park status is one thing, but what is the law that comes with it? And also who will be running it? So far, uh, the works towards this had been uh, the Rang Undang Undang Taman Negeri 2021. So okay. Pahang, 
Pahang is, in a way, there are improvements in the sense that there are more um, environmental uh, protection in mind, okay. right? So, so the mindset is probably going towards the right direction. So they have this Rang Undang Undang, Taman Negeri 2021. However, when I study it, what screams to me is ecotourism. Mm. Yeah. So it's not if they're using this Taman Negeri, Rang Undang Undang Taman Negeri, Perbadanan Taman Negeri as a, as a base, it's not strong enough for now. But I'm sure they will be, you know, drawing up a new set of laws to protect the the area. It's just that how how protected this area will be, whether um, for instance, can what happened to Tasik Chini happen here? Hmm. Because um, in a sense that okay, Tasik Chini was actually gazetted as a UNESCO site and all that. Yeah. So it teaches us that labeling doesn't matter. Right, yeah. you can call it whatever you want, but if you don't have the set of rules enforcement, then you're just gonna not protect it. You're just gonna let it be until a prince comes along and save it, right? If you're lucky, lah. Right? <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah. so it's very interesting that we now have we are in this position. We've got a, a, a prince who's actually interested in conservation to put a lot of things right. And this is where, you know, this this can play play a part in putting things right. Okay. And I just want to go back to, you know, the fact that you said that it looks like it's being focused more on ecotourism, right? So again, you know, any listener on this show would be like, great, what? Why? What is the concern? So, you know, for, as residents, right, you know, how would that uh, possibly impact you or what are some of the concerns with that? Okay. So, for example, right now, Fraser's Hill is already full of a lot of people who's interested in our creatures, <laughs> Okay. They come to, they come to Fraser's Hill to do all kinds of things. Not just enjoy it; they also come to steal. We we have observed throughout the years uh, many people who, who who comes to Fraser's Hill and and they come with their gears. They come with their containers. They will just go go around collecting what they wish: uh, beetles, spiders, ants. Everything. So, um, the the thing with the plants, the issues is because when we approach them as as a as as a as a resident or as a as a as a just a local uh, just a local resident, people don't listen. Yeah. People think, oh, who are you? You know, you 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 can't be telling me what I can do, what I cannot do. So. Um, there are really not much we, we can do, but uh, we can always, uh, sometimes, if I happen to see any, anybody who, who who happens to collect stuff from there, I'll just tell them, say, look, uh, this is, uh, all these are protected. I hope you can, you know, put, put it back in place. Uh, yeah. don't, don't do this, please. Um, but... Uh, that's that's only the tip of iceberg. I think you will see people coming in, in deep in the jungle, uh, hunting, poaching, uh, looking for wild orchids, looking for uh, mosses, um, all sorts. Mm. Um, there, there are there are no uh, what do you call it? Uh, there are no enforcement agency. You know, there, there aren't anybody there to tell you what you can do or what you cannot do. 
Sure. You know, yeah, like, so there's a lack of enforcement and it's, it's very hard, right? Because you also are not empowered to sort of like yes. stop people from doing this. Clearly what they're doing is wrong, but there's no sort of like a way for you to stop them as well, right? Yeah. So when you have a state park, the, the question is what kind of a state park it will be, right? Whether it's going to be a gate, there will be a gateway mm. for you to go deep into the jungle. For, mm. exa- for example, if we look at Taman Negeri Rompin, there are activities that you can do in the forest, right? You can kayak, you can uh, jungle track, you can climb, hike and all that. So if if we are saying that this is a Taman Negeri, obviously you're allowing people to go in. So where are you allowing people to go into? Mm. And who who is managing this? Uh, is it going to be uh, looked after 24-7? Because, you know, at night when nobody's around, that's when these poachers, these people are going to use your path that you've just built into wherever that you've just directed, directed them to, right? right? So things like that needs to be looked into. So as as I've spoken to Sh- Shariza, so he, he said, that ecotourism is the byproduct of uh, protection. Protection should always be first, right? right. Um, once you have an agency that is strong enough to look after the entire area or have a system to look after the entire area, like Belum has got Orang Asli mobilized mm-hmm. to actually be, you know, the rangers of the, the station, yeah, right? Patrol the place. Yeah, yeah, patrol the place. Unless you have that, you are just inviting people to come. It's invitation to treat. Mm. Technically, so it's funny, you know, because when you were thinking, when you were saying all this, I was like, oh, but I would think that you know, then having that state park sort of uh, designation would mean like, oh, it will come with these protections, but we don't actually know that for a fact. No, yeah? we don't so know. those are the things. But yeah, we yeah. would like it. Yes, <laughs> yes, because yeah. I mean, like when you go to Belum, like you know, you have to go through, uh, you know, licensed sort of like operators. You know, you have to get your permits and things like that. So it will actually change the way that I guess people uh, come to phrases as well, isn't it? It will change, yeah, change the way people come to visit. So that's why there are two situations right now. Okay. So when you say a proposal for the state park, does it mean only the forest complex, excluding Fraser Seal Town Board? Mm, okay. Or does it include Fraser Seal Town Board? Because including Fraser Seal Town Board would be a whole different thing altogether because Fraser Seal Town Board has got its own ways. And if it were to come under these new laws and new body... Uh, how is it going to work? Because then you're going to affect a lot of people. Right. So, yeah. It's, so, in our situation, we would rather the town board not be included in the state park mm. because Fraser Seal has got its own uh, issues, <laughs> sure. ongoing issues, that um, that's different from managing for a forest. Right, right, yeah. right. right. We, are, we are an annex to this forest, right? And at this moment, we do not encourage people to go deeper into the forest because we don't want more damage inside. So we make sure that uh, even the outside is good enough for people to observe nature. Yes, In so. fact, it's already good enough. It's National Geographic real life, right? You just stand somewhere and then just look, oh, so many insects, so many butterflies, so many birds everywhere. So you don't really need to go deep into the jungle. That's right. But... If you have a state park and you want people to go into the jungle, there are questions. So if you have a gateway, will Fraser's Hill 
will the gateway be on Fraser's Hill? Mm. Because then it will create a, a thing where Fraser's Hill will be a transit point okay. rather than the destination. Got because it. you will go in and you are, I want to go to the Taman Negeri Bukit Fraser, but you, you might neglect Bukit Fraser. So you just want to go inside. There's, there's so many things to look at, right? So what happens when you're a transit point? You'll be immersing. <laughs> like immersing mm. is always ever trying to catch up with the islands. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to be that because Fraser City is unique on its own. Fraser City is its own thing and it shouldn't be a transit point, that's for sure. So it's very tricky. So if because I know that this proposal is looking into all areas, whether to include the town board or not include the town board, but we are trying to you know weigh things to see what how it will affect. Okay. So if it includes the town board, at the moment, town board is being run by different parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, my concern uh, right now, what what I see is um, Fraser is governed by, uh, it's run by two, two governing bodies. On top of the two governing bodies, you have uh, the other like third party uh, contractors who are also um, doing works uh, in, in Fraser's Hill. Okay. So the problem here is when you have two governing body running a small little place, yet uh, you see how how terrible it can be. Sometimes uh, people are pushing responsibilities. Um, we have uh, we also have uh, small borders uh, sharing with uh, Slango. So Slango also has another governing body. Mm. So. Uh, rightfully, with so many governing bodies, you're supposed to get a nice, maintained, uh, well, uh, well taken care of uh, place. But uh, instead, you will see a lot of people are, are pushing responsibilities, are not picking up their job. They are just saying, this is not mine. Uh, this is a slango border. This is not my job. Uh, or this is... This is a majlis job. This is not a tourism pahang's job. So it confuses many people. Um, and with this, um, what, uh, state, state park, park or... There'll be or, another perbadanan. You know, so for, there'll be perbadanan yeah. taman negeri. Yeah, like in Perak as well, right? Yeah. So now now that you have another, you, you may have another, uh, another party coming in. So right now, who is running the place? Who is managing the place? So it is very... It will be very confusing or, or I think it will be a big mess if you ask me. Okay. So by law, I think they also have trouble to place the town board, you see, because it has never been done before. Like mm. a state park never took over an area that had already been developed into sure. a tourism place, right? Sure. So it's something new for everyone. Okay. So our concern is this. Okay, Fraser's Hill... We, as a Persatuan, what we do is we learn from the past. So that's why we do a lot of studies on the past. So example, uh, why do, why do, why was Fraser's Hill the way it was, well managed and all that? Oh, and then we trace back, oh, okay, 1997, when Fraser's Hill was actually handed over to Majlis Daira Raop, yet Perbadanan Kemajuan Bukit Fraser, Fraser's Hill Development Corporation still retain uh, on being on the hill, but with less capacity, only parked under tourism pahang, uh, all the mess started to happen, right? Because okay. like people pushing responsibilities and all that. And we don't blame people because maybe you know there are real confusions whatsoever. Obviously, there's a lot of 
things that were not passed also. That's why we are collecting data about how to manage the hill mm -hmm. from people who used to manage the hill, right? Because back then, they had about 20 over JKR folks who lived on the hill, mm -hmm. who maintained the hill every day. Yet today, you have three people <laughs> from Alam Flora to sweep and whatever on the hill, right? Oh, so it's, it's half the time... Um, it's that it's people not transferring knowledge or okay. the knowledge got lost somehow. So mm -hmm. we have all this data. We've collected all this data on how to run the hill, blah, blah, blah. We want to pass it over to somebody who's really interested in turning Fraser's Hill back to how it was and better, right? Okay. So the idea of having something new like this or the prospect of a new uh, something, whatever, we don't know, that may come with this um, state park is interesting. Yeah. However, let's look at the past to learn from it. We still have an existing Fraser's Hill Development Corporation, which should be running the hill. It's mm -hmm. an enactment to say that this body is supposed to be responsible in the hill. It's just that in 1997, they made an amendment and pulled that back and only uh, now parked at the Tourism Pahang to be in charge of the promotion of Fraser's Hill. Right. The reason why it's not being promoted well enough because it's parked under Tourism Pahang because Tourism Pahang is distracted by all the many places that they have. Whereas back then, Fraser's Hill Development Corporation only had one little hill to look yeah, yeah, after, yeah, right? Yeah. So... The management, the the the, the promotion, the, everything was, was just on the hill. You have a GM on the hill that looked after everything. And every time you speak about FHDC, uh, FH, uh, uh, Francis Development Corporation, people will always think about the past, the 80s when it was thriving and booming and Tan Sri Lodin's name kept, kept being mentioned because, you know, this is where we go out to interview people because people remember how he ran the place. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so genuine concerns, you know, especially as long-term residents of the place, right? I guess you just want, you're just asking for clarity. Uh, you also want to try and identify some potential gaps, right? Before, uh, I guess, before anything actually happens, right? This is more of like a preemptive strike, if you want to call it that. Uh, preemptive uh, move. Uh, yeah. No, I don't want to use the word strike. <laughs> or move. <laughs> or move. Yeah, it's okay. a reflection, actually. I think it's important for us all to reflect or and have time to reflect uh, on what, it could be and yeah. what, what should be considered because ideally it is that ideally for us the state park should be the forest yeah. and then Fraser Sea Development Corporation runs Fraser Sea without any other people's interference but Fraser Sea Development Corporation has got to be good it has to know exactly what Fraser Seal needs and it has to care for the people. Everyone had neglected the people. Nobody had ever given anything to the people to develop themselves. And when they do something wrong, they say, oh, you're not good enough, let's replace you. We don't, yeah. we don't want that. We want a community that is empowered. You know, We want to enrich the community. If their shop's not good enough, if their front dis shop display is not good enough, encourage them to, to, to better themselves, right? Yeah. Give so, them incentives, give them um, support, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's so many, so many things that can be done, you know, and we hope that we can always support the hill by actually correcting the misunderstandings. Like, okay. it has been misunderstood for so long. And this is a, an opportunity and a scary time because opportunity to make it right, yeah. but also scary times because we are not sure 
you know, who will be handling the hill or if it's going to be part of the state park or, or not. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess just think like, you know, examples from India, for example, right? Areas that were turned into uh, state parks or, or national parks, right? The people living around it sort of lost their rights, right? Because then the focus became on the wildlife protection and all of that. And the indigenous communities kind of lost uh, their rights to the land there and things like that, right? There were all these rules imposed. And that might actually happen. I mean, if, if we're not careful, that could happen to residents of Fraser's Hill as well, right? Uh, locals and indigenous communities who call that place home. So there's a lot of uh, different layers and factors that need to be taken into consideration. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I think I'd like to highlight like a lot of the times we think these labelings are good for us, right? UNESCO Heritage mm, Site, mm, yes. um, you know, like attention from outside world. We always think it's good. But the question is, it's good for whom? Right? So it's always good for like a tourist to be happy if you say that, oh, ecotourism, more more access for you into the jungle, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you'd be happy because then you get to experience all this. But in the end, uh, will it also be good for the locals? You don't want what's happening in Commodore right now <laughs> happening anywhere else, right? Exactly. Because yeah. <sighs> yeah. it's sad. Whatever, whatever that's happening in Commodore Island, which is which is this, which is clearly this, Commodore Island became a very interesting spot for all people from all over the world to visit because of the environment. So people with money decided that, you know, it's a place that you can develop into eco-resorts, whatever, right? So instead of including the locals into the plan or making sure that the, the communities still thrive in whatever that they do, you know, because by going in there and telling oh, everybody get out, you know, yeah, yeah. come out of this island while we're building it. This is exactly the same as when Fraser's Hill was, you know, people were told to leave their shops. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly, exactly the same so thing. So it's already happened, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. happened before in a small scale. Yeah. Yeah. So That's we, not... obviously, a good agency for the environment is great, but a good agency for the environment who knows the place, who understands uh, what's required and who cares for the community is better. You know, we don't want for it to be sterile. You know, you, sometimes you go to a place, it's also clean and manicured manicured yeah, right yeah. Fraser's Hill is still organic it you is. want it to be yeah. uncle yeah. and auntie and you know organic like that forever okay. but with new uh, ideas I guess you know what you're saying also is like I mean there is already infrastructure there maybe put some investment to improve that infrastructure not necessarily like you know bring in all these new developers and these new sort of like projects it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way there can be a balance right yeah, yeah. so so yeah so development does not always have to mean huge attractions exactly, yeah. so that's why we're introducing all these different activities and events Fraser's Hill is a great place for events yeah, right yeah. the right kind of events <laughs> not the kind that locals don't make money because like a lot of the uh, like marathons and all that they end up catering from other places you know and like oh. they just come and leave litter so that's not good either so you, Sean has to go and pick up <laughs> Sean we, and we, Mr. Lot, Tan and yeah there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of people of collect rubbish there's um, yeah. Mr. People, Tan honestly yeah oh, gosh yeah so so yeah, there are a lot of concerns. In okay. terms of management of the him is a uh, hill, of course, there's huge concern, especially with this new introduction. But yeah, again, once there's conservation uh, con conservation fees, right, um, to go up the hill, which we have always asked for for Fraser's Hill, so that the money could be used in Fraser's Hill. If there is a conservation fee to go up to Fraser's Hill as the gateway to this state park, then the money has to be shared with 83,000 hectares of land instead of just Fraser's Hill. Mm. So all this um, <laughs> all this is like, okay, so Fraser's Hill can never win if, you know, if, if, if it were to happen that way. Okay. So it would be great if 
there is no gateway up on the hill, I feel, because, you know, unless it's just a small gateway, like Pine Tree Trail is already established, unless it's just a little bit, you know, mm, mm. but not like a new destination somewhere okay. where you can spend a full day and two days or three days in, you know. Okay. Are there, well, okay, so so at the moment, we haven't, you haven't quite heard like what's happening next, right? It's still in the proposal stage or is there any sort of like a, a news about like maybe some stakeholder engagement uh, conversations? Uh, there will be, there will be stakeholder engagement. They have to be stakeholder sure. engagement. Um, yeah, but before then, you know, it's nice to actually just discuss it so that, you know, everybody's clear on what the rules and regulations and even now while they're drawing up plans for it and rules and regulations for it to consider all these things that, that are of concern. Okay. All right. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, well, for me, um, whatever, you are, well, whatever, whoever that is consider- considering doing anything in Fraser Seal, um, if you are willing to spend money, um, I, I personally suggest that I, uh, come Fraser Seal, repair the basic infrastructure first, get it right, get the drainage right, get the... <clears throat> fix the potholes, fix the um, what do you call that? Fix the uh, landslides, so that people feel safe, the tourists feel safe to to come. You know, yeah. uh, to do this first, develop this. You know, maintain the infrastructure, not not uh, not put in uh, a big plan, build build big uh, buildings. Uh, we have even heard people coming to Fraser who wanting to um, claiming that uh, they are. Coming to build um, semi-dies uh, <laughs> for for sale, you know. Um, oh, no. We are we are uh, we, we want phrases to be developed. Yeah, we we love. I mean, we, right? we we welcome development, but we still think that throughout the years, um, uh, back in 2020, 2021, the the landslide has shown us that we need our drains. We need our basic infrastructure, right? Uh, it has gone down. It has really gone down the drain. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's 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 not that the hill's not safe. You've been up there. Yeah. It's safe. It's safe for everybody to go through. It's Lovely, just that yeah. it could be better maintained. And like, um, there are things. That's why when we do these studies about how they look after it back then, there are so mm. many things that they don't do now, which is supposed to be hill maintenance. Mm. So yeah. yeah, if whoever decides or whoever they decide to actually run Fraser's Hill, then they need to really look into the past and see how the hill worked back then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, you know, both of you for sharing and, you know, for highlighting that. Um, really, really interesting. So we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on this. But of course, in the meantime, you know, uh, get in touch with Persatuan Alam Dan Warisan Bukit Fraser. Uh, do some bird watching, do some tours, do some walks, right? Uh, just take a, take a short drive. It's like, what, two hours from KL, less than that. Yep. Lovely, lovely drive as well. I've seen many pigtail macaques here greeting me along the way. Um, so many different things that you can see and come for the walks and the trails. And yeah, there's just and so much. And the gibbon calls every day. Gibbon calls every day. I was very lucky to see that so there's a lot to do so go up there and uh, yeah experience it for yourself and then you know maybe they can also come up with uh, you know think, think about how this place should be I guess should be right in, in essence right what should be and shouldn't be uh, up there so of course you know if you'd like to get in touch with Jasmine and Sean uh, you can do that through their Facebook page that's facebook.com slash pawbf and you guys are also on Instagram yes so also pawbf right mm-hmm. uh, any other channels no, not yet. Until not we yet. get our website up okay, soon. Okay, so soon the website. But for now, just <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. It was my absolute pleasure. I was speak- speaking to Nick Jasmine Hugh, Chairperson of Persatuan Alam dan Warisan Bukit Fraser or Paul BF, and Sean Yap, the Vice Chairperson of Paul BF. We were talking about, you know, some concerns uh, if Fraser's Hill were to become a uh, state park. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.